This is the Full Port Podcast with Josh Howard and Nate Wyatt, brought to you by T.P. Howard's Plumbing. Hey, this is Josh Howard, T.P. Howard's Plumbing. There's nothing worse than a plumbing emergency. On today's podcast, I want to introduce Clay Gaines. Clay's work, Clay works in the residential division, one of our best residential plumbers. Um, and Clay actually worked on a Mallory Price job today. Not yeah. Mallory Price, that's not his name, but a Price job. Yeah, yeah, many, one of many. One of many. Um, so what's your morning routine? My morning routine, gosh, I set my alarm 5 o'clock every morning. I wake up 5.05. I got to have that five-minute, you know, lay there and rub my eyes, look at the weather for a minute, right. Facebook for a minute, and then I get up 5.05. I'm on the money every morning. Bathroom, brush my teeth, deodorant, clothes. I mean, make my hot pocket, make two cups of coffee, pack my lunch i'm out the door every morning 5 30 no wow. later that's quick yep 5 30 so so you so you do brush your teeth oh yeah oh you got to throw that in there you gotta have to brush your teeth i mean i can't have he, stinky breath when i come in he's the first one that said he puts on deodorant oh yeah hey you want to know the well, routine so. you know i think you you might be like the only i also tie my shoes too <laughs> that actually brushes their teeth <laughs> so that, that's pretty good <laughs> well i mean i still have some left so i better brush them right you know? yeah that's, um, a good, that's a good idea. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's every morning. It's I mean, it's like clockwork. It has to be. I have to have a routine. I have to have the structure. If I don't follow that, my day doesn't go right. It really doesn't. Yeah. I, I have to have that because then my whole structure has just crumbled if I don't follow that routine every morning. I mean, I, it, it all falls down to, you know, getting materials in the morning, you know, or making sure you know i got my my guy doing what he needs to do it just it just falls down it all goes downhill from there but that's the routine i mean every morning it's it's 5 30 i'm out the door i'm usually here 6 25 6 30 you know depends on traffic um you know i get here my help shows up at seven i'm usually already gathering material um i go through the truck make sure i have you know daily stuff you know i got brass fittings copper fittings Mm, cleaning out whatever trash we've thrown in the truck and then i give my help you know he has he has his own routine he has you know the pex fittings to stock pex pipe to stock uh cleaning out the cab of the truck um organizing tools if we've you know in a hurry the day before we just throw it all in there his job is to go back through and make sure it's all organized you know the bits are where they're supposed to be or the batteries are where they're supposed to be make sure batteries are charged that's his job so it's kind of a, a structure thing that starts and then when we get to the job site we you know divide and conquer and he does his thing i tell him what to do and then i go do what i need to do so that's kind of a monday through friday every day the same thing it's it's 99 the same i have to have that structure in the morning that's what keeps me on the money every day well i mean that you know consistency i have to have the consistency yeah i, I think uh i think people thrive on consistency and if something's different you know it really does it puts a kink in my day you know it, it really does it starts the day off wrong like if i forget my coffee right well that, yeah i gotta have my coffee yeah i can go without eating because i can stop on the way somewhere and grab something to eat but i gotta have my coffee so where'd you grow up at central florida born and raised I was born in Gainesville. I grew up in a little town called Chiefland, Chiefland, Florida. Okay. Levy County, just uh, west of Gainesville. Um, country just like here. No mountains, though. A little hotter. Right. Hunting, fishing, camping, you know, building tree forts, just like here. <laughs> and so tell us about high school years and when you started working. Well, 
I didn't complete high school. I dropped out in 10th grade. As soon as I turned 16, I dropped out. My dad, you know, he withdrew me. He had to have a parent signature. So he agreed, you know, to have me pulled out of school as long as I promised to go to night school, which, you know, is what I did to, com- to continue education, um, which I didn't complete, you know, until 2003. But um, so school, you know, 10th grade, I dropped out. Um, I went to work. I went to work for a company called Tree Gas. That was my very first job ever, 16 years old, painting gas tanks, literally flipping them over, painting the bottoms of them, scrubbing all the junk off of them, painting the tops of them, replacing valves, um, lids, whatever would be damaged on them. If they're damaged too bad, then we would, you know, scrap them, make sure they're empty. Um, that, that's, uh, you know, until 2003 is when I got my diploma, you know, went to this, you know, school board and said, Hey, I want to take a test to get the, you know, the GED, the GED program. Of course they set you down you do all your pre-testing and I passed that one, did another pre-test. They passed that one. Okay. You know, we're ready for you to go do the state exam. Passed that one right away. I just took, right. it came easy. And so what, what'd you do after that? What job did you have? After that? Um, that's when I went to work for a company called power South. And Power South was a lineman company. We also did um, traffic lighting. Um, I guess you call it high mass lighting, you know, like, um, what do you call it? The, like, like street lights, you know, stuff like that. But mostly it was all, you know, contract work, kind of like, you know, uh, Duke or Pike. Um, underground power, you know, high voltage, 7,200 volts, 13,200 volts, uh, transformer replacements, underground boring. Um, mostly all underground utility work, you know, it was just all electrical. And gosh, I did that for almost a year. My brother had been there for many years. He's, he's 13 years older than me. So he'd been there quite a few years and got me in. And then it, like I said, it, it had went uh, bankrupt. You know, the owner kind of made some bad business deals or something. I couldn't tell you the details of that. And then it one day was don't come to work. There's nothing. We got no work. You know, the business is no longer here. Didn't take long for them to liquidate everything. And it was a week or so. The business was gone uh trucks are gone equipment's gone you know it was it was all gone real wow. quick don't make any bad business deals no <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your family first okay um so wife kids well i was married before okay seven years almost seven years mm, didn't work out you know it was like friends but just there wasn't any romance there it was kind of like living with your best friend in a way kind of a best friend so that didn't work out. So I had I had a granite business and I had met my wife through my business partner through his girlfriend at the time. It was her sister, which ended up now is my sister in law. Um well we kind of saw each other a little bit here and there and I thought, hmm. And then that's when we decided I I wanted, you know, divorce my ex and then her and I, my, my current wife now, you know, we kind of had a thing going on there and it, it, you know, sparked a fire and it's been a fire ever since for almost 15 years. So, um, yeah, so I've got, let's see, 2008, I had a daughter, uh, December 24th. And then my son was born in 2012, October, 2012, December 9th, no, October 19th. Um, yeah, so we had met in 2007. It was around Christmas my wife and I, and then it wasn't long, you know, geez, before everything went through, we kind of rushed things, you know, we got married in May, we already had a kid on the way, so it, it was, it was like meant to be, it really was, it was like we'd been together forever, but we just, we just met, it was, it was like a, a friendship that was meant to be, 
we should have had many, many years ago, but <laughs> it just never was there. So how did you get to Asheville or Western North Carolina? You only live in Asheville. But. So we came here in April. No, we came here in February of 2013. Um, we came here for a, a trip, just something, you know, just get out of town. Maybe we could see some snow, which we did. We saw snow. Um, came here for a week and just kind of visited around, saw the mountains, went back home and the house we were, we were renting at the time, uh, it went for sale and they were kicking us out. So we had to find another place. It was either move to another place down there in Florida or move here. And I thought, why don't we try something different? Let's try moving here. And we did. So we looked at a map, you know, kind of picked out some areas we kind of like to try to live in. Um... Gosh, I don't, I don't think it was, you know, maybe three months. We came here, yeah, it was May. Gosh, we came here in May of 2013 and pretty much started our lives over. You know, we stayed here until my dad passed away in December of 2014. And then that's when we moved back. Um, we actually, we bought a foreclosure house down there in Florida and then moved back in April of 2015 and fixed that up. And we stayed, you know, it was, it was right around the corner from my mom's house. We just bought the first thing that came up kind of thing turned it into a nice little house we decided we wanted to come back here so we sold that sold my mom's house bought the piece of property that we're on now built a little house on the bottom for my mom and here we are now we, i mean we moved back here let's see we moved back here in the beginning of 2017 so we were here for over a year before we bought the house we're in now so and when did you come to work for us February of 2019, February 4th to be exact. Okay, all right. Tell us what you like to do outside of work, because you had a pretty lucrative, what, four-wheeler fix-it business? Yeah, yeah, I started that, uh, I had a little ATV repair business that I did at home out of my garage. But the house we had had an oversized garage. It was 24 foot wide by 30 foot deep. It was a big garage, you know, I could fit, I gosh, I had a big boat I fit in it. I had, you know, four jet skis I put in it. Um, and I could still move around and work, had a workbench on one side and, you know, toolboxes. I had all kinds of, you know, snap on toolboxes. So, yeah, I mean, outside of work, it was always four wheelers or jet skis. We had, you know, a big boat we used to take out every other weekend or so, you know, in Florida, when we lived in Florida. Um, here, not so much all that, you know, we kind of sold a lot of stuff to kind of move here. So we didn't have to keep going back and forth and bringing, you know, another trailer, go get another trailer. Gosh, I had six jet skis at the time i had a 23 foot boat um we had nine four wheelers and four dirt bikes you know i kind of had to get rid of some stuff <laughs> it was kind of like i even sold a car to move here just because we had so much stuff it was a little ridiculous well the junk we had but it right. was like a hobby we did every weekend we either went four wheeler dirt bike riding jet ski riding go on the boat or we'd throw the kayaks on the boat and take the boat out with the kayaks and then go on the little islands and stuff around the intercoastal down in Florida. You know, wish I kind of had all that stuff here. I didn't realize the lakes around here and stuff were right. as deep as they were, right. you know, a big deep V boat, you know, it's offshore fishing boat, but I kind of wish I'd brought all that here. I didn't. <laughs> oh, well. So don't you work on some cars now and that kind of thing? I try not to. No, I wish I did. I mean, I've had, a Cobra. I had a 97 Cobra, 517 horsepower Cobra. We used to take it to the track and race it. Um, I mean, I've had a, a Lightning that was, you know, pretty high horsepower. 
Uh, I've had a dozen Mustangs over time, you know, but I don't mess with anything now. Four-wheel drive truck that I've got that I tinker with, and that's it. And you've got that Expedition, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's lifted. Oh, yeah. Modified motor. Looks like a... Yeah. Big custom bumper and winch. You could just take it out for days. Yeah. Diff locks, <laughs> front and rear. Yeah, yeah. Survival truck. <laughs> it could. It could go. If it gets stuck, it's it's stuck. It needs something big to pull it out. So you got any funny stories? Gosh, uh, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, I mean, other than we do, we did a lot of stupid stuff in Florida. I mean, we we brought a hood with us one time. There was this pond we used to go riding around. I mean, it was back in the woods. You, <laughs> so we used to go back in the woods. So you, in Florida, there's a lot of power lines that were Duke. So you had these big overhead 500,000 volt power lines, and of course they cleared. You know, like probably 150 feet you know for this power line right away and you could ride these power lines forever but you'd follow the power lines a short ways make a turn to a little trail and it opened up to a big pond so we could ride around the pond all day long there were trails that went around the pond sinkholes you could go riding in and we found a hood so we took this hood and tied a rope to it and we would go riding and if you'd get the hood close enough to the edge of the pond and it would it would turn into a giant ski so we made you know we took a ratchet strap and kind of tied it off onto the front of the hood and we'd sit on it with you know like a towel or something so it didn't hurt your butt and take that thing i actually have video of this we had a gopro we had attached to the back of the four wheelers and you'd take it and swing it into the water and you turned that thing into a sled across the water so that was one cool thing we used to do all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. We used to attach the same thing back when I was a kid. I had horses. My parents had horses. We'd do the same thing with horses. We'd attach a hood off an old truck or something and ride it up and down the dirt road where we lived, you know, and ride this hood all over the place <laughs> and down the road, you know. Or, um, gosh, we'd take um, old sleds. I I lived in Florida till I was four, moved to western or eastern Kentucky, Went through a few snows. We had some sleds and stuff that I had accumulated as a kid. My parents did. And then we moved back to Florida. So we had these sleds, and we'd do, use the same thing. We'd sled. Like, you'd go to the sand dunes. A lot of sand dunes in Florida, like central yeah. Florida. You'd get up to the top of a tall sand dune and use these sleds and down there, like you're snowing, like you're skiing in snow. Wow. Yeah, it okay. just works yeah. just like you're in snow. So that was pretty wow. fun. What you do in the sand in Florida, I guess. I guess yeah. it'd be like I living out west somewhere. I guess yeah. you can, yeah. <laughs> when did you go in a truck here? When did you get your own truck? It was pretty fast. August 2019. I had been, I had only been here six months. Yeah. Right yeah, at six yeah, months. Yeah, you caught on pretty fast. August of 2019. August 2019, I think my first job was uh, right down the road here. Down here, uh, I don't know, around the corner, Sedgwood, I think. Yep. Okay. Yep. That was my yep. very first job I worked on here. Yep. It was me and Jacob. He was, he was my help at the time. Um, that was my very first one. Well, I had a lot of questions though. Uh, <laughs> and I think it was one of those things where you guys were always busy and of course people probably quit. I don't, I don't know the whole story, but it was, Hey, we need help. You know, here's a truck and see what you can do. Need yep. help call kind of thing. Of course you know, I, I did all right. Um, I don't think I was really confident until probably I'd say the beginning of 2020. That's when I really felt confident what I was doing. You know, I mean, I was still green. Gosh, I hadn't really done oh, yeah. any plumbing before. Yeah. And anything I'd done in the past, you know, I'd work with a brother-in-law doing weekend jobs. You know, he'd pay me cash because he got paid, you know, piece rate for a lot of stuff he did. So I'd go help him get, get something done and 100 bucks for a half a day on a Saturday or something here and there. Or, you know, you know, a few hours doing something, he'd pay me cash. Just a little bit of plumbing experience in the past from help. That's all. That's all I had. So yeah. I had no experience as a plumber professionally at all until here. 
So I mean, you worked for so you worked for Walmart at some point doing like like renovations yeah, so, or like store flips, right? Yeah, back back after I had gotten my my high school diploma, my GED, I started working <clears throat> at a Walmart store part time. And then a thing came out where they were the whole southeast. There was a lot of stores that were going to be remodeled. So they they took all these old. They used to call them Division One stores that were not a super center, and they were turning them into super centers. And they were also building a lot of new stores, um, big super centers. So I went to work on this. They called it the SWAT team. It was store. I don't remember what it's, but anyways, it was a store remodel team. And that's all you did is you traveled all over the southeast. You know, six to eight weeks at a time, and you start from finish nothing but Walmart. I mean, seven days a week sometimes. So I had worked for a project manager and I, I caught on really fast. I caught on to it really quick. And this guy had quit, you know, he got fed up, quit. So they needed somebody to kind of fill in. So I kind of filled in a little bit on one project and they had people coming from Bentonville, Arkansas, kind of checking in on us, you know, and then other project managers coming in here and there. And, uh, and they, and they, they offered me the position. They said, Hey, we have to post it. You know, we're going to take applicants. I suggest you apply kind of thing. So I did. I applied, and I thought, well, what's the worst that happens? I don't get it. And I continued doing it, being an hourly associate, and they took me. You know, it was, it was a bump in pay, significant bump in pay. You got quarterly bonuses, you know, completion bonuses. Um, it, it was an interesting job, um, and I did that until until we started the granite business. And the granite business was kind of the next big big step. That was a big you know success for a short while. So it sounds like you've always kind of been like a self-starter. Like whatever you do, you're going to make sure you make it successful. Yeah. Not so, just I mean, do something to do it, but like make it work. Anything I did, well, I'd say probably not everything, but most everything I did, I took to heart. I put pride into it. I wanted to learn as much as I could with it. You know, anything that made sense anyway. And I tried to keep that sense of urgency. I tried to keep um, the professionalism into anything I did. And I guess it's always paid off. I mean, you know, going from an hourly associate to a project manager for Walmart stores, you know, within a year to starting a granite business, you know, that was a big jump. It's, How it's long been, did you do granite for? We opened the shop in March 2005 and we closed the doors in May 2010. So a little over five years. And it was pretty good. We took a $200,000 loan from my friend opened the business with $200,000. We bought an 80 something thousand dollar table saw that was used, fly, had to fly someone from Switzerland or Sweden to come set it up because it was all, I don't know, it was, it was foreign made. You know, it was, it was something we'd never seen before. Um, he had worked for a granite business for a year or so beforehand. And he says, I can do this. You know, my dad's gonna loan me some money. And he says, we'll start a business, but I want you to help me with it. Okay, so I did. And we opened it up in, in Bluffton, South Carolina. We had no business. We had no people working for us. We sat there and opened the doors the first day and for three months had no business. And I thought, uh-oh, this is a big flop. And then when it came to fall time, and it was real seasonal over there. So like your summer months, you know, Hilton Head and Bluffton and all that was kind of real seasonal. We got our first customer. It was a, a builder. He was doing a 35-unit remodel on a condo. He had, you know, had a big condo oh, yeah. he was doing. So that was our first thing. That was big for us because we were busy from that. Almost a year just on one condo from all the, you know, the granite yeah. cutting pieces. The thing cool about it was all cookie cutter stuff. So like everything was the same. Maybe measurements were different here and there by, you know, half inch or so. But yeah, that was our first real big business venture. And it, it became a real big success for, gosh, four and a half years until the end when it kind of went bad. You know, it was bad business between two of us. But. I learned a lot from that one. That that was a real 
real game changer as far as you know business side you know i mean running a, a store remodels for walmart and stuff was nothing compared to owning your own business you know you're in oh, charge right. of yeah you know you're in charge of people's houses you know whether you're going to accidentally screw something up or if somebody breaks something or you know you've got five thousand dollars worth of granite you're cutting on and it breaks in half oh that's out of my pocket not theirs not my employees but mine you know i, I have to take you know i have to take responsibility for that so I, I learned a lot with that for sure what's your motivation every day you've done a lot of things what's your motivation gosh before family was money i saw that money and i had to have it <laughs> but now it's family it, it is all family you know i rush to work to get work done so i can rush home maybe with my family you know, and I, I try to earn a little extra money here and there so I can take an extra day off, you know, on a weekend, have a three-day weekend, take the kids out. We'll go try to camp. Sometimes we just get rained out or something. But Or we'll take a trip to Tennessee. They like going to the um, aquarium. Or we've got family that live in Sevierville or somewhere over in that area. It's all family. You know, I really do. I, I push hard. I'm the sole provider, so I try to keep it to where my wife can be more of that floating you know, parent where she can kind of take the kids to the dentist or, you know, the doctor's appointments or be the one to, to take them to school and pick them up. I, I try to make sure that we have everything we need. And like I said, the, the sole drive for me is the family. 100%. You obviously, you know, you came to TP Howard, you know, and, and I remember, I don't think, I don't think anybody quit. I think it was just that you were kind of, when someone comes in and I do know who quit. Who, the truck who, I had was Steve. I can't tell you his last name. <laughs> he had white hair. He was Steve. Oh yes, yep. I do. And it was, that. We needed somebody. Yeah, in, we, and we I, need, Yeah, that was. Yeah, we needed somebody. What started me off first <clears throat> is I was kind of floating around. I had truck fifty one for a short while, and you were sent. Well, not you, but I was being sent to do like a trim out or finish hooking up a water heater. There was just multiple little things that he didn't finish that I went behind and finished. I guess it turned out okay, so it was like, hey, go, but you were no, with go do Zach, this. though. But I, I was with Zach, and then yeah. I would go back to helping him, but then I would get, I'd get asked to go, hey, go go finish this trim out, you know, kind of thing. Right. Or there's a water heater needs to be done over at so and so address. Go finish that or do that for us. And I guess those little things kind of added up to where I'm at now, well, starting out in a truck by myself. You were given opportunity to like do stuff and do stuff on your own and kind of start that. And yeah. Then yeah. So when something became available, it was like, all right, let's make it happen. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, I didn't ask for any of that. I mean, it was, it was, it was asked for me to help out. And then all of a sudden it was, I want to say it was a Friday or a Thursday. It was Monday. You're getting truck 81. You're going to be on your own. And I was like, well, I'm not ready for this. I'm just, I'm, I'm fine helping out. I'm a helper. And that's what I'm here for. But here I am now. Yeah. I think it turned out pretty yeah. well. I guess so. Yeah. Well, and now, <laughs> <laughs> and now Clay, he's also um, he's got one of our uh, apprentice uh, app people through mm -hmm. uh, Blue Ridge Community College that works with him. So he's also setting up the next generation of plumbers too. We've set him up with that, and feel like that's been going pretty well. You yeah, know? it's um, it's a handful. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. You know, you got somebody that that new right out of high school. Um, it's like teaching a baby to walk, but teaching them plumbing, teaching them a job, teaching them responsibility. I mean, he's had a little work experience in the past, um, which is good. Some of yeah. them I hear have nothing, you know, they're yeah. brand new, never worked before. Um, that's a challenge. You know, it really is a challenge to try to take something that I know 
and put it in someone else's head and also continuing completing you know our work on timely timely manners i mean i can't stand there and show him every piece and every bit so it's kind of like i have to put responsibility into his hands okay i'm gonna give you this task i'm gonna come back and check on you in 20 minutes you know instead of standing there holding his hand the whole time yeah so it's been it's been good it's been really good he's been he's been a good kid so i'm kind of glad that you started that because i think that'll give people incentive to kind of say well shoot i mean i can go get paid to be in school and right. have a job yep. afterwards yep. you know have a successful job you know if they put their heart and soul into it or even just a little pride and effort uh they can take this a long way yeah, yeah i mean yeah, can, and, and the business from way. what i see is so busy out here it's it's not going anywhere anytime soon that i see it's gosh we're going to be here forever plumbing you know every i mean everybody's wanting something done <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah it's tough to keep up what, who is your apprentice? What's what's their name? Mason Anders. Okay. Mason Anders, yep. Yeah. All right. Yep. He's Mason. Yeah. Okay. I I taught the first half of the class on Monday and and really got to meet those guys. I heard Pat was going to be in there too. I, I don't think so. No. <laughs> that's what he said. He said Pat's going to be one of our guys. Oh, he said he was going to be the instructor, but. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's what he told me. I was like, well, that's kind of great. Did you tell him that, Nate? Because I, I didn't, didn't tell him, him that. that. No. That's what Mason said. He said Pat I mean, was going to be the instructor. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, hey, that's what he said. I don't think Pat knows that yet either. Oh, boy. (laughs) We're going to go tell Pat. So before we end up, one last question. So why has TPH stuck? I mean, you're – I would say that you're you're extremely consistent, Mm -hmm. like you talked about. You have one of the most organized trucks we have. You have every tool to do about anything. So why – you know, these last couple years – you can go anywhere and work. I mean, I you know, we know that. So, so why, why have why has TPH? Why have you stuck it out here? Why have I not left you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. I'm loyal. So, I'm not the kind of guy. Even if things get tough, listen, I'm not going to just go. Hey, screw you guys. I quit. You know, I, I can't do that. Things get. You know, it's like a marriage. You know, I I signed on to get paid to do a job, to do it well, to do it to the best of my ability. And sometimes things don't go well. They don't. I've had some issues in the past. Everybody has a problem here and there. Brush it off. Pick yourself up and keep moving. Um, I mean, it's if I'm treated well, and this is where it comes from, is you guys in the top, everybody I work with. If I'm treated well, I'm going to put forth my best effort to treat the company well, whether it be by worth ethic or customer service. In some ways, you know, we, we deal with customers hands on, right. you know, and, and most of the time we don't, but I don't, you know, cause I'm on a job site by myself alone most of the time. We get a set of plans and say, here you go, you know, do what you got to do to get it done. I try to make sure that customer service is taken care of. You know, sometimes we have remodels for homeowners, be respectful to the people. If I was treated poorly as an employee, that would trickle down to the customer and to the people I work for. It really would. And if, if, if I continue to be treated well, I'm going to put forth that effort to people I work with or work for out in the field um, people that work with me directly, like my, my apprentice. So I, I feel that goes a long way. You know, it trickles down. You know, you, Pat, everybody else that I work with here, work for, um, y'all have been great. It's been a good company. So appreciate it. No, you've, yeah. been, a, you've been a great employee. I mean. and, and, and especially <laughs> with how quick I was put in a truck. I was almost going to say thrown into a truck, but it was well, kind of. You were thrown. Yeah. I mean, I probably could have said no, and y'all probably would have been like, well, okay, maybe. You know, I, I don't know, but. 
I took it and I said, you know what, let's run with it and see how far I can go with it. If if I hadn't been given that opportunity, I mean, who knows where I'd be at? I might have been stuck out here, you know, in utility crew digging in a ditch. I mean, nothing wrong with that, but I feel like I got more potential. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just a loyal person. I, I don't I don't want to, you know, just turn my back to somebody. I mean, I'm sure there's other companies out there that would probably try to pay me more. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't, I don't want to find out. I have no reason to. So here I am. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate you being here today and yeah. going through everything. It's, it's it's awesome to learn new just about you in general. Yeah. You know, this is one of the the best thing about doing this is, is sitting here and learning everything you've done and, you know, the family and that kind of thing. So uh, really appreciate it. And uh, that includes the podcast for today. You've been listening to the Full Port Podcast with Josh Howard and Nate Wyatt. Find us on social media like Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Just search TP Howard Plumbing. Make sure to click the follow button on the podcast and give it a five-star rating if you like what you hear. 